Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. This is the podcast where we interview cool entrepreneurs who are making headway in their business every day. They're out there pushing that rock up the hill. Sometimes they wake up in the morning and the rock is at the bottom of the hill. And what do they do? They push it back to the top. And today we have a really interesting interview with somebody who I met about six months ago. I met him at the Winter Conference for the National Speakers Association. And you guys have all gone gone to conferences before. You meet a whole bunch of people. You sit next to people. You chit-chat. But every now and then there's one person who you kind of connect with. And that's what what happened with Jerome Wade and myself. And when I was speaking in Albuquerque where he lives, we went out to breakfast. And so he has quickly become a good friend of mine. And I wanted to have him here on the show because he has always been an entrepreneur. So many of the people who we talked to have, you know, worked for corporate America for a long time and then decided they could build their better mousetrap. Uh, but I always find it interesting when somebody out of the box has decided, you know, for 25 years that they were going to forge their own path. So I want to welcome Jerome Wade to the show and find out a little bit about what he does and why he does it so well. So Jerome, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Hey, Tom. Good morning. Hey, I, listen, I'm honored to be with you today and I loved your program and uh, I have really valued getting to know you. I have to say you have uh, been an inspiration to me, but not just an inspiration. The conversations, every time I get to have one with you, uh, you have always informed me of something that helped me develop an idea that helped me improve a process. And so today is a very valuable opportunity for me just to connect with you. So thank you, sir. No, thank you. And it's uh, it's one of those things that I always tell people that no matter what industry you're in, you've got to get around other people who do the same thing because from the outside looking in, an industry looks like one thing, but when you're living it every day and you're out there trying to make it happen, there's a whole lot of other stuff that goes on that people just don't see or understand. And that's why I'm a real big fan of the National Speakers Association. But you know what? If I was a locksmith, I would be a member of the National Locksmiths Association. So I think it doesn't matter matter what you do. It's getting around like-minded people. And sometimes people tell me, well, I don't want to go to my trade association because that's where my competitors are, as if they're so freaking evil. I mean, I got to tell you, some of the greatest friends I've ever made in my life have happened over the last seven years from people I've met from the National Speakers Association. And so when people go, oh, I don't want to get around my competitors, you know, sometimes your competitors are the best friends you'll ever have. And especially, you know, I mean, I've probably gone head to head with a total of like eight people who I know over seven and a half years in this business. I mean, I never run into my friends when I'm trying to get a gig. There's just, you know, there's 20,000 people who call themselves speakers. I'm just not going to run into my little circle all that often. So building friendships with people like you have, have also just helped me clarify and, and really understand what it is I'm, I'm out there trying to do. Awesome. Hey, so – Tell everybody about your business. I know that, you know, this is your fourth venture, and maybe yeah. we'll backtrack a little and find out about the earlier ones, but, but what is it that Jerome Wade does? Well, my newest venture is called The Epic Advantage. We help top-tier professionals build and lead high-performing people, teams, and organizations. And the whole route behind this is to activate the leadership greatness individually and then professionally. 
Um, for me, I have been in life and leadership development on some level for 25 years. And so what I love about this fourth venture of mine is that I, th- I really think this is kind of the culmination of all of the work and all of the development that I have experienced uh, through the years now to really be able to pour that strategically into organizations and into individuals' lives. And so it is, I'm, I'm living my dream. It's absolutely fun. And I'm having a, I'm having a blast, but also uh, making some good money. So um, this has really been a great great move for us. So give us a little bit more details about what your company does. I mean, I know that yeah. that you you speak, you train, you consult. What does a yeah. day in the life of Jerome Wade look like? Well, I work with a variety of different organizations, uh, different businesses. So on any given day, I'm going to be talking to a top tier executive. It may be in a higher. That's all right. Hey, we love dogs here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs. Day. Sorry. Hey, we almost called the show Cool Things Your Dog Does. No, that's right. not well, true. Well, my dogs are doing those right now. And so, um, the, uh, so a day in a life for me would be talking to top-tier organizations, whether that's the chief, epi- or the chief uh, off- executive officer or if it's going to be somebody that is top-tier management, uh, just helping them with strategic solutions and managing and leading their people. When I look at my specialty and my um, where I am best at what I bring to my clients is helping them in human performance. So if we can look at what's holding the organization back or holding the individual back, you know, if they're hitting a lid, they're hitting a, a limitation, if they're, maybe there's a leash, if you will, that's just, they just can't seem to break through it. That's where I'm going to bring that epic advantage to that organization or to the individual. So that's in my executive coaching model, which I call the uh, epic elite. Then there's also our corporate training. Um, Our corporate training models, we have solutions where we do team development that can be customized where, uh, for example, one of my largest clients right now, we have seven meetings throughout the year plus uh, three full days of coaching and training uh, seven different times. So 21 different days that we work with that organization. And we're specifically coaching and training a specific outcome. Um, This specific client was looking for something that 20 years ago when they launched their organization, it was a big part of what they were and what gave them success, but they kind of lost their way. So we're bringing it back to center for them. And so we custom designed solutions and training. Um, And then, of course, as you know, I'm a corporate speaker, so I'll speak at conferences and events. And uh, I love the energy that crowds give us and the opportunities. But more important, I love the impact that we get to make on a global level when we're talking to large numbers of people. So uh, there's those are the three components. The fourth component of our of our business is that we have a precision performance tool that we use to help people understand uh, not in generalities or categories, but in very specific measurements, their executive profile. You know, lots of people have uh, personality profiles out there. What we have is a precision performance profile that really gives uh, specific information, insight on nine dimensions of a person's performance. And so it removes the guessing games. Uh, I can sit down with an executive in just a few minutes of them completing our survey. We can talk about what's really tripping them up, holding them back, or where they need to leverage more opportunity with what they've got. And so that's kind of the, it's, it's a big picture, a big snapshot of uh, the epic advantage. 
So the Epic Advantage, though, is your fourth venture. You said that, that yeah. you've done many things. In fact, when I asked you, did you ever work for big corporate America out of school? And you said, no, you've always worked for yourself. You know, nowadays, that's kind of a common thing. You see the millennials going like, oh, yeah, I'm going to skip the, you know, the great paid job with Procter & Gamble, and I'm going to go start shoelace.com or whatever it is. Yeah. And that's like their badge of honor. But yeah. you and I are the same age. And that was really more rare to come out of college and just say, I'm going to do my own thing. And I wish I had done it. I mean, if I, people ask me what, if I have any regrets in life, and I think my only regret is I didn't start my business 20 years earlier. And, you know, what caused you, what led you to do this back in, I guess, the 80s or 90s? Well, you know, I, I guess in all of my life, I mean, I go all the way back when I was 10 years old and I started my first paper route. Um, I mean, so I, I have always had that entrepreneurial drive. I just didn't know to call it that. And to be honest with you, I didn't even understand it until probably 15 years ago. It's just what I did. It, it was something that came very natural for me. It's something that uh, I think from my executive profile, it's something that is an obvious track for me to go is, is starting organizations um, and so I, I just kind of followed my heart. And I think that's a key component of the entrepreneurial journey is you've got to just do everything you can to discover what the purest voice and, and I coach uh, entrepreneurs all the time. And I, I will tell them this one thing. You need to listen to the purest whisper of your heart because that's going to be your greatest impact. Um, you know, we could talk about it in other terms, you know, do what you love, but I, I'm even going beyond that. What was it that you were you, you encoded for? What is it that you're going to have the greatest impact, um, whatever type of business, whatever type of endeavor, um, whatever type of pursuits you're going to have? And so I just would listen to that whisper of my heart and, and I would follow that. And so uh, I started a university organization, you know, umpteen years ago that we led that for five years. It was great. We actually influenced all of the universities and all of the colleges in the state of New Mexico. And so it was a co-ed organization, uh, started first at the University of New Mexico, and then we went around the state. And it was great. We loved it. And the basis of that, Tom, is, was leadership development. And again, I did not realize at the time, I was, I was kind of undeveloped. I never had a mentor. I didn't have anybody really speaking into my life to form me. So I was bootstrapping everything. And, and in fact, all four organizations that I've launched, I bootstrapped them. I didn't have backing. I didn't have funding. Um, I just, I just kind of did what I thought I needed to do. And I would learn as I'd go and I'd read everything I could read. And, and I'd learn from those who were winning and I'd learn from those who were losing. Um, so then the second one I launched was a faith-based nonprofit organization, became the third largest faith-based organization of its type in the state of New Mexico, led that for 15 years, had several thousand members in that. Um, and in the middle of all of that, I launched a custom design construction company where we were building uh, half-million-dollar custom homes. Now, this was leading up to the kind of the bust of 2007, 2008, loved the industry of construction, and I would design all of the homes, I would build them. But what was unique about my model is that I never sold to a customer before the house was completed. So I did 100% speculative building. Um, I loved it. I took all the risk, but I also got to make all the money too. And it was amazing. Um, and I still hold that company. The, the fourth one now is the Epic Advantage, which again, I feel like it's the culmination of all that I've done. And I have found that truest whisper of my heart. And it's what gets me up excited every day. It's what drives me through my day. Um, it's why my clients see the results that they see because of the energy 
and also competence that I'm able to bring to them to bring real solutions, immediate implementation with long-term results. And so uh, that's kind of a little bit of my entrepreneurial journey. Well, you know, it's interesting. You talk about just sort of following that that whisper in your heart and just knowing. I mean, when I decided oh, I was going to become a speaker, I can't tell you how many people were like, he's not going to make it. That You know, <laughs> he can't do that. I mean, who, who is he to go and build his own career? And if I had listened to the people on the outside, I would have just fumbled along. I mean, there were no jobs to be had. I got laid off, you know, on April 1st, 2009. And my joke always is the irony of being laid off on April 1st is, is never lost on me. <laughs> but... <laughs> inside of me, I believed I could make this happen, and it wasn't easy. It took two or three years till I was able to not to stop, you know, enable to stop hemorrhaging cash. And so many people in our industry and others never talk about how much money they blow through. And sometimes when I when I refer to that, people come up to me afterwards and they're like, "Thank you, thank you for talking about you know that." But the other piece of it was. I believed in me. I felt like I was doing the right thing. And so now that, you know, I've turned it into a legitimate business and I've been doing it for over seven years, I know that, you know, you have to believe in yourself. Now you have to be realistic because sometimes, you know, your hopes and dreams could be, you know, off base. But I think I was very realistic about the fact that there was an industry here and it was something that I could do. And so when you were talking about following that little voice inside of you, I'm like, yep, I've been there and I've, I've, I'm glad that I listened. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what Absolutely. do you... What do you love about the life of being an entrepreneur? Well, I, I love, you know, Tim Ferriss talked about lifestyle design, you know, in his book, The 4-Hour Workweek. And I uh, just recently read that, to be honest with you. I, I, I think I read it for the first time six weeks ago. But that's what I have been designing for the last uh, 15, 20 years of my life. And in fact, um, my son was a senior in high school last year, and we were able to go mountain biking in the middle of the afternoon when, when everybody else is at school and when most dads are working. I wanted to plant seeds of entrepreneurial um, ambition within my kids, and I would tell my son, I said, son, do you understand why I have the freedom that other dads don't have? And he looked at me, and he didn't know. He said, no, I don't understand it. I said, son, I said, it's because of what I've created. I've created a business to fuel the lifestyle that I want. And what I love about what I get to do from a just personal benefit is that we have freedom. My wife and I have freedom. Uh, we have freedom to pursue opportunities, travel. And of course, I'm a speaker, so I'm traveling all over the place. And that adds a whole other dimension of the freedom that we are absolutely enjoying. Um, but that's a big part of it is freedom. What I also love is that we do not have a lid of earning. And so we can create a business, and particularly the model that we've created is not just based on our speaking platform, but our coaching, our training, and then also that precision performance platform. So I've got a sustainable business that is also generating uh, passive income. So there's a lot of the work that I don't, I've only had to work once, and then I'm getting paid, of course, uh, you know, several times over because of it. So I love the earnings opportunities of it. But then I think the biggest part of what I love about what I've done um, in all of my endeavors is that I have impacted somebody's life, and in some cases, tens of thousands of lives. Uh, so that, to me, is something that makes life very rich, is when I can live with freedom, experience the kind of income we want. And we still have bigger goals financially than where we're at today, but we're going to get there. Um, and then impact as many people's lives uh, as we possibly can. Um, man, we have lived a, a very rich life. Is there anything about this very rich life that sometimes you look at your neighbors who work for a bank or a law firm and you think, boy, that would have been the easier way to go do this? 
Oh, absolutely. I, you know, the word entrepreneur means to be the bearer of risk. Um, and so that's, that is the downside or the dark side, if you want to call it that. There are no guarantees. I, we could see a huge economic shift like we've seen in the past. Um, we could see a huge economic shift that could shut things down overnight. Uh, so there's always that risk factor. But, but for me, the risks are worth it. And so I, I see some guys that have you know, their 20-year, their 30-year retirement and now in their, their second career, they're probably going to build another retirement over the next 20 years. And I think that's great, but they are working 40 to 60 hours a week. They're getting two to three weeks of vacation off a year, if they even get that much. They're very limited to the quality of life that they truly want. And most guys that I talk to, and I would say that number's in the 90 percentile, are saying, man, Jerome, I wished I was doing what you're doing. Not necessarily the specific part of my career, but just the freedom that I have. And uh, so, yeah, that's where I think the other side is maybe there's some stability for some people uh, that might be appealing to a degree, but for me, the risk is worth it. So what advice do you have for people who are listening to the show who have this voice inside of them that they want to go start their own thing, whether they're just out of college and they want to do like you did and just hit the, hit the ground running as an entrepreneur, or maybe there's somebody, you know, a little more seasoned. They're, they're closer to 50 years old and they think, eh, maybe now is the time that, that I go down this path. What advice yeah, do you have? Absolutely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask them to think through three questions. The first question is this simply, and I don't want this... It, this question is so simple, it's going to be missed. But simply this, answer the question, what do you want? You see, that's where you start listening to the true whisper of the, that voice of your heart, that voice of your soul that's telling you some things. But you've really got to spend some time doing that. And, and what's been interesting to me in my executive coaching, when I sit down and ask guys this question, I've, I've had several of them say, you know what, nobody's ever asked me that before. I said, well, that's the question that we have to answer. What do you want? Because behind the want is desire. Behind the want is dream. Behind the want is vision. And so if we can get behind the want, let's really drill down on that. Let's spend some time. Uh, then we're going to help align you to what you really should be doing, right? That's the want. Uh, my son, so I mentioned my son last year. He just finished his first and last year of college, all right? He's been a freshman. He was intending to do business but after his second semester, and he just announced this two months ago, he just said, Dad, he said, I think I'm done. I'm ready to go into business. And I said, okay. I, I would rather he do, you know, get the, get the four-year degree and that kind of thing. But, but I also understand at some point you've got to do what you want. And so now he's launching his first uh, business. Well, it's actually not his first. This will be his second or third business that he's launched. Um, but it's all coming back to what do you want? What kind of life do you envision what kind of impact do you want to make on the world? Uh, what is your income levels that you want? I ask clients to get very specific about what they want. Then the second question I ask people to think through is this, how bad do you want it? Because there is nothing in entrepreneurial pursuits that is easy, at least none that I have found. Um, none of the organizations or businesses that I've launched came easy. They all came with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And you're right, Tom, about the speaking business. It requires a lot of investment. Um, you know, so you've got to get to that place where you're willing to suffer. And that's really, when I ask you how bad do you want it, are you willing to suffer to get here? Because I think people have this uh, Pollyanna fantasy about entrepreneurial 
uh, efforts and pursuits that, um, you know, it's just easy. And I have yet to have it ever be easy. Um, I've had to learn. I've had to grind it out. I've had to sweat. I've had to bleed. I mean, we've had to put incredible capital into business to make it work at, and risk everything. Uh, so you've got to understand how bad you want it. So if you want it, that's great. But how bad do you want it? Then the third question is this. Then how are you going to get it? And that just gets to the simple strategies, uh, the, the phases, uh, phase one, two, three, step, you know, one, two, three. And I call it the domino effect. You've, you've got to put the right dominoes at the front of the stack here to get the inertia and the momentum moving in your direction. But this is a continual cycle of le- self-leadership. What do I want? How bad do I want it? How am I going to get it? And so for those that are kind of entertaining that entrepreneurial opportunity, whether they're fresh out of college, just like my son, and keep in mind, I launched this business that I'm doing now two years ago. I was 47 years old, uh, and I t- left a very healthy income, an organization I had launched. I retired from that at 47 and to launch this business. So I made a massive shift. There was no reason for me to make the shift. In some people's minds, they're like, what in the heck are you doing? You've got it made. But I wasn't happy. It wasn't what I wanted anymore. I'm designed, I'm encoded to to produce business and create business. And so I launched this fourth endeavor for us. And so now it's, it's, you've got to take those risks. And here's what I'm noticing is that I have got a lot of guys that I run into in the community here, business community, and they envy, they envy the steps that we've taken because they have chosen to take the easy less resistant road of just staying in corporate America. And, and listen, there's still great value and great meaning in corporate America, but I think the freedom they really want and what I've seen, the lifestyle they really want is going to be very difficult to create that in corporate America. The only way to have that true freedom is to create your own business and take the risks and see where it's going to go. But it gets very difficult when you're our age. I'm 48 years, uh, 48 years old this year and uh, turning 49 here in a couple of months. And so, you know, it gets difficult at this stage because we know that there's a finish line coming. And do we have enough time to prepare for that finish line? Well, you're, you're just a spring chicken because I turned 50 last week. So you're, oh, only, you're, only turning, I, well, you're only turning 49. You're a youngster. I know. And I'm telling people I'm almost 50 and those words coming out of my mouth, I still can't even believe that. So <laughs> so how important you talk about like people around the community who've made other choices and maybe they're envious and all this. How important do you think it is if you want to make a big leap, if you want to make a change like you did two years ago or I did seven years ago, how important do you think the right network of people is to being able to launch something? Well, you have got to have the right people speaking into your life and into your leadership. Um, as, you know, the entrepreneurial pursuit, uh, the entrepreneurial journey requires so much that if you, if you don't have the right voices, for example, if you've got voices of negativity, of criticism, if you've got voices of doubt that are fueling you, you're going to have those yourself as an entrepreneur. You've got to have people on the other side of you the network of friends that you have that are speaking the opposite of doubt and negativity and criticism uh, so that they can help you overcome those limiters and those leashes that hold so many people back from pursuing their dreams. And so I would not be where I am now today. Now, when I started uh, in my uh, career pursuits 25, 26 years ago, 
Um, I didn't have anybody. I literally had nobody. I wasn't developed by my mom or dad. They didn't know business. So I just had to start taking these steps. So I learned the hard way to do it the right way and still have a lot to learn. But now at this stage of my life, I have to have the right people in my life. Because, for example, Tom, that breakfast you and I had here in Albuquerque a few weeks ago, um, you spoke some things. I don't even know if you realized how profound they were to me. But immediately, I had a phone call after our meeting that changed the game. The very next day, I made some decisions based on the insight that you gave me from our conversation. So when you have the right people speaking into your leadership and and the trajectory of your business and your dreams, you can find the solutions that you need. You don't have to have all the answers to start. And I think that's what keeps a lot of people from jumping in and taking it. And actually, one of the things that I talk about is taking a flying leap. That's part of my keynote presentation, take a flying leap. What keeps them from taking that flying leap is they don't have all the answers. Well, guess what? That's the answers come after you've taken the flying leap and you're in your free fall. <laughs> and, but that's what's so scary about this. But keep in mind, the word entrepreneur means the bearer of risk. Well, the answers won't come until after you've taken the leap. And your point about having the right people talking positively and supporting you in your ear, that's the reason I started the Cool Things Project, which is my online group coaching mastermind community. And it came out of some people who listened to this show. I would talk about my mastermind group. I have a group of three other speakers, and we meet twice a year. We rent a house somewhere from Airbnb, and we move into it for 48 to 72 hours. And, and we talk about all this stuff about our business, and they've sort of become my, my board of directors. Yeah. And they've really become like family. In fact, we just did our... Uh, twice a year meeting and we actually brought our spouses with us because we've all become so close we thought it was time that that our significant others our husbands and our wives all met each other because uh, you know we we have become such a family but I talk about that on the show and people were like well I don't have that how come you know how do, how do you start that how do you have something so that's why I put the cool things project together so that there would be a small and intimate group that would keep people accountable where they could share ideas and where people you know would just look at the positive side so that's I mean I get it because I have my mastermind group and then I run this community. And mm-hmm. uh, if anybody's interested in the Cool Things Project, there's still time to join. It's a small but mighty group. And you can just go to tomsinger.com, go to the About button. It drops down. It says Group Coaching Program, and you'll find out the information on how to sign up right there. So, Jerome, I know you're on a tight deadline and you've got to run to another meeting. But before I let you go, I got a couple more questions. But I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So let's do that. Because I love the sponsor of this episode, because there would be no show if I hadn't run across Podfly Productions. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions, and Podfly takes the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Jerome Wade. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and look at the offer that they have to the listeners of this show. So, Jerome, in the five minutes that we have left, I want to ask you, first of all, I call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What's the coolest thing you're doing right now? Well, the coolest thing we're doing is we're making some difficult, uh, painful changes to our processes and to our systems you know, we are trying to build a sustainable long-term business. And the, the key component to that is the system structure that you have in place. Can we scale it to whatever size of growth we can become? Because I'm not just a one-man show. 
Um, I need to make sure that I have the systems and processes in place that can be carried out effectively and efficiently. So we are painfully walking through that over the next 90 days. So our goal is to have a certain degree of those anyway done uh, by September 1. And so that's been our big pursuit. And it's heavy lifting. You're thinking through the nuances. You're thinking through uh, minutia, which I am not wired for that, uh, the minutia anyway. But you have to have the processes and systems in place for a scalable and sustainable business. So that's what we're looking at right now. So I think that great entrepreneurs, I think they're observers. So I love to ask everybody who's on this show, who is it someone who you see out there, not someone in your business, but someone who you watch and you say, wow, they're really crushing it as an entrepreneur. You know, there is there are so many voices out there in the entrepreneurial world right now. It's exciting to see. Um, I, I have to go back, and this was a recent introduction for me to Tim Ferriss. Um, I don't want this to sound cliche because I know he's influenced a lot of people, but the way that he has um, kind of broken some things down, the way that he has created uh, that lifestyle design, the way he's created the business model has been very interesting and very intriguing to me. Um, So he's kind of at an arm's reach, though. I I would say, honestly, the person right now that I think is really crushing it, and I hate to be a proud dad, is that's my son. I'm excited to see the steps, the courageous, bold steps that he's taken to launch this new business for himself. And he's going to be relocating off of the mainland of the U.S. into the islands. And he's got some really cool ideas that he's got coming. And so um, those are two people right now that are at the top of my list, Tim Ferriss and my son, Austin Wade. Well, you're going to have to let me know when Austin Wade wants to be a guest (laughs) on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, because it's an open invitation to him whenever he's ready. All right. Sounds good. Hey, the final question is, what do you do to give back to the greater good? Because in addition to being great observers, I think entrepreneurs want to leave a mark beyond just the money they make. So so what do you do? Well, the simple... Uh, impact for us when we launched this business is, you know, the, the, the kind of the root of our company is the epic advantage, focusing on epic. I'm going to do everything I can to help people live an epic life. And so the way I do that in, as far as the, the deliverables of our business, you know, when you're in a contract with somebody, you're going to do everything you can to meet that contract. We go far above that to over deliver on our promises. So we're always giving stuff away. We're giving time away. Um, I've got people in the community that could never afford uh, my coaching program. They could never afford me to come in and speak to their organization for whatever reason. And so I have decided to just give as much of my time and myself away. And uh, and then that way, it's an impact that I make. And I do that locally. I do that regionally. I'll do that nationally. I'll do that internationally. So if somebody's listened to the show and – they're inspired in an epic way, and they've got to find Jerome Wade. How in the world do people contact you? Well, check out my website. It's JeromeWade.com, uh, or my business site is TheEpicAdvantage.com. Great. JeromeWade.com or TheEpicAdvantage.com. Hey, Jerome, thank you so much for being a guest on the show, and I'm so glad that our paths have crossed and that we've become friends. Absolutely, man. I'm looking forward to uh, just the future we have together. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening. Jump over to the Facebook page or the website or uh, leave us a note on Twitter. Go on to iTunes and leave a review about the show. That just makes my day brighter when we get a new review. We're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Jerome Wade. But in the meantime, you go out there and have a great day. 
Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.